Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo. <laughs> Well, 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 what do we have here? (laughs) A nerd. Didn't we say that one? You said that to me. (laughs) And I was like, you're not wrong. I was going to call you out, and then (laughs) it was me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. If you heard a, like, squeaking, that was me adjusting the microphone. (laughs) So, I'm going to (laughs) wheeze. I always have to wheeze now. I also have to I'm turning off my air purifier. Okay. I have these running almost a year round, which is not inaccurate. Yeah, I was like, well, I have one upstairs and I have one downstairs. And the upstairs one moves between my office and my bedroom. It goes two places. (gasps) You got to purify that air. You got to. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta. When you're allergic to the trees. You're allergic to everything. That was the best one I texted you. I said I need an allergy girly to tell me what's making me. <laughs> and I was like, it's trees. And you were like, tree pollen. I was like, yeah. fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm the allergy girly. You're the allergy girly. Not only that, but I looked it up because these little white fluff things fall, right? Yes. And last would. time that happened, I had really bad allergies. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm going to look up what those things are. So I look it up and it goes... Mm, common misbelief actually the white fluffy things are not giving you allergies it's actually microscopic things in the air and i was like okay we didn't have to fucking roast me they're happening Sorry. at the same time you see one of them you don't see the other so it's reasonable to think it's reasonable yes. but google was like mm, actually and i was like okay so point is i have allergies now yeah. and i forever sound like this it doesn't sound that much that different so mm. it's just a little gravelly yeah it's, it's nice thanks yeah there was an uh, allergy tunnel of hell in my uh, undergrad, and I had to take my inhaler with me walking to class for <laughs> a full week when these trees were blooming because I would have an asthma attack halfway oh, walking yeah. through because I had bronchitis, and then I was also very allergic to those trees specifically. <laughs> what a rough go. It was hard. I mean... Speaking of Tunnel of Hell, oh, eh, that yeah. one's actually a very good segue if you've seen the movie. It if is you've actually, seen yeah. Face. The Tunnel in Which You Must Not Go. Or the Tunnel the, in Which You yeah. Must Not Go, yeah. you know. Fuck, I love this movie. Uh, we're yeah. talking about <laughs> Incantation. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> this movie is fucked up. Two of my coworkers recommended this movie, and I am yeah. so happy they did. You knew it anyway, but I, I only knew it because of them. I knew it because of, this is going to make me sound really cheesy. I knew it because of TikTok, because mm-hmm. I follow a bunch of people who like horror movies, and every now and then they're just like, you want a good movie? Mm-hmm. And this popped up, and it wasn't on Netflix yet. So mm-hmm. I remember being like, dang, yeah. wish I could watch that. And then when we were at a friend's birthday party, we made everybody at the party vote. Yeah. Like, what do you guys think we should do? And everyone was like, incantation. Yeah. It was pretty unanimous. Yeah. So thank God it was on Netflix and it's... Ooh. Oh boy. I, I need to watch it again. I also want to watch it again. Yeah. Um, but I'll give you some fun facts first. Okay, yes. And then we'll um, get to it. We sure will. Incantation. It was made in 2022. It's a Taiwanese found footage film. It's directed and co-written by Kevin Ko. Also did Invitation, Doomsday Reverse, and Achu. I don't know if that's like Achu or Achu. <laughs> achu, achu. <laughs> so, those. Yeah. 
Um, it was also co-written by Chang Chewe. Um, I think only thing that this person has also done was a short film called Becoming Herzl. Hmm. So I don't know anything about it, hmm. but love this movie. So yeah, check it out. Uh, cinematography was Chen Kochin. I also did Angel, The World Between Us, The Scoundrels, The Bold, The Corrupt, and wait, it's oh, this is one title. I'm so sorry. <gasps> oh, I was like, oh, these are the all Bold, of us. The Corrupt, and The Beautiful. Oh, I love that. Shuttle Life, The huh. Tag Along, and The Tag Along Two. Oh. <laughs> And then music was by Rocket Lee. What a good name. That's a really Rocket. good name. Like R-O-C-K-I-D. Rocket. Oh. And then Lee. Yeah. Not like Rocket. No, okay. like Rocket. Oh, I like that. Um, also did, uh, did the tag along and the tag along too. So tag along three, the reckoning. <laughs> and then tag along three, three's a crowd. Yeah. Uh, you know how it goes. Um, and the, so the budget, we, unfortunately, Kate knows this because we had to do some conversions um, and I didn't know them. <laughs> So sorry, but Kate knows it. Um, in what was it? Taiwanese new dollar? Uh, new or Taiwanese. New dollar. Taiwanese. Yeah. Uh, it's forty-five million new Taiwanese. Yeah. But converted, it was one point five million. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the budget. Do you know how much it made? Absolutely no idea. Woo! Because that I know. Um, in USD. Yes. Okay. Um, you can do this. It's so weird because Netflix bought the international rights, and I so I don't think it ever actually hit theaters in the U.S. I don't think it did. I think this would be, I think this is converted yeah. to U.S., but I yeah. think this would be probably in Taiwan. Okay, okay, okay. Most likely. Um, three million. 5.7 million. Ooh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Apparently it was um, one of the most popular and highest grossing films in Taiwan. I can see why. Yeah. Okay. This makes sense. Um, I have a few little fun facts. They're not that fun. They're a little scary. <laughs> so, yeah, you know a little bit about it, but this movie is inspired by an incident that happened in the Gushan district in Kaohsiung. I'm not sure how to say that. I hope that's right. Uh, in 2005, it was a family of six that claimed that they were possessed by various Chinese folk religion deities, accused each other of being possessed by demons masquerading as deities, and they burned each other with incense, hit each other with sticks and spirit tablets, splashed feces and urine on each other and yeah. attempted to expel the demons. Yeah. So that's very sad. Um, and it is apparently inspired by that. I had no idea while watching this, this was inspired by anything oh, that no. could be real because it's such a buckwild movie that I was yeah. like, someone wrote this and had no other <laughs> information. <laughs> but nope, absolutely buckwild. Wow. Sorry, I have uh, some phlegm issues. Oh, um, do you need to have a phlegm moment? I have to have a phlegm moment. Uh -huh. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Listen to my fun facts, okay? <laughs> All right. My other fun fact. This is genuinely kind of fun. Kevin Coe explained that the Mother Buddha, hand gestures, chant, symbols, and everything associated with the religion in the movie are completely fictitious. Mm -hmm. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, it was a little spooky. Uh, mm -hmm. Much of the budget was spent on the design and the production of the props, specifically like the large Mother Buddha statue yeah. and the stuff within the tunnel. And I'm assuming a lot of the stuff in the village that was mm. there. Because a lot of the other stuff is more modern stuff that you can kind of get anywhere, really. Yeah. But all of those statues and like, oh, that statue. I can't get over it. Absolutely haunting. When you texted me and you're like, I had to add a new thing to the content warnings. Yes. I had to look up what that was. Yeah. And I went, oh. <laughs> Did you see my note in the content warnings? No. What was it? <laughs> Let me pull it up. Uh, I'd say if you're not into Holes, then this is the second worst movie for you to watch. The first being Holes, based on the novel by Lewis Saker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but here's the funniest thing though, right? So you put 
oh my god, I had to add a new thing yeah. to the content warning. And you put that word. And in my head, I read it. And then instead of seeing that word, yeah. I saw thalassophobia. Oh, and I went, there's no way are they going to go in the ocean? Because <laughs> I was like, it doesn't sound like they're going to go in the ocean. Mm-mm. And then all of a sudden I read it and I went, holes. 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 Mm-hmm. I see now. Uh, yeah. Wow. It's oh, bad time for people that don't like The holes. other fun fact. Uh, as of June 2000, or 2022, incantation is grossed. Uh, 170 million in new Taiwanese. Ooh, yeah. Making it the highest grossing 2022 film in Taiwan. Oh, dang. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my coworkers, I have like a fair number of coworkers mm-hmm. in Taiwan and they were talking about it because I was like, I really like horror films and like, you have to watch yeah. this. And I was like, you are correct. I do have to watch that. <laughs> it became the highest grossing Taiwanese horror film of all time. Fuck. Absolutely wild. I didn't know, Damn. but yeah. So it's wild. Those are all my, I don't really have a ton, but those no, are I my like fun those. facts. So yeah it's really cool to be able to be close to a movie that is that like successful and um not i don't know if pivotal is the right word Mm -hmm. because we don't know but like you know ring Mm -hmm. that was like a decade to oh no two decades ago yeah time passes (laughs) i know but it's so weird to be like oh shit we're like so close to something that was so big in i know i love that it's so cool i can't believe that it's that new yeah because it feels I don't know. I don't know. It just feels so good. Yeah. That was, sounded creepy, but I just meant that it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to sum this up. <laughs> don't want to. Um, <laughs> a mother accidentally breaks this really, a religious taboo and curses basically everyone around her. <laughs> you are shockingly close to the Rotten yes! Tomatoes. <laughs> yes. This never happens. <laughs> I was just like, what did she say in the movie a lot? Taboo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I yeah. violated a terrifying taboo. Yes, yes. And yeah. I was like, I, I'm, I'm seeing a word. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, six years ago, Lee Runan was cursed after breaking a religious taboo. Now she must protect her daughter from the consequences of her actions. I love that it's her daughter specifically. Totally fair. Yeah. yeah. But it is also everyone she talks to. Kind of. She's like, hey, she- guys. I saw a tunnel I shouldn't have seen, and yeah. they're all like, I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's only trying to protect her daughter from the consequences. I know. No one else need, must be protected. She's like, mm, well. Yeah. The twist at the end, which I kind of saw coming, but at the same time, I was like, she wouldn't. And then when she does, I go, you scamp. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fuck, it's like, good. you saucy wench. No. Yeah. Fuck, it was so good. Ugh. Um, Ugh. Also, the fact that it's found footage is buck wild to me. I am obsessed with found was, footage style films. Me like, too. That is just one of my favorite subgenres or like stylistic ways or like thematic framing. Like yeah. however you identify found footage, it's one of my favorites. It also felt different than all the other ones we've seen because yeah. it was very um, purposeful or what's the word uh, like I'm trying to think of. Yes, because like usually it's like I happen to have a camera. Can you believe I caught this? Whereas this one was like. I'm setting this up because I want to tell you this specific story and I want to catch all of these things that are happening because I want to show you this. And it felt creepier because I was like, don't. (laughs) I was like, don't show me that. (laughs) I love those interspersed with a bunch of different ways of that image being captured. So it's like, okay, well, this is like um, police footage. This is like security Security cameras. This is from like a much older like handheld camera. This is from the new one. Like I really loved how it jumped back and forth in time and also through technology. Yes. It was so interesting to watch. I loved it. Okay. Sorry. I have to let you talk about Nerd Corner. My guess was going to either be like religion in film Mm -hmm. or taboos or like, like, uh, like, I don't know, like social taboos, but we already kind of talked about that a little bit. 
What is it? I'm so excited. Okay. So this nerd corner is ultimately a question. Oh. And I'll break down my train of thought and evidence, quote mm. unquote, from my perspective, but I am open to being wrong, especially in this case, not just because I think it's super subjective, but because right. I, I want a discussion on this. I crave it. Uh, so primary question. Yes. Does incantation break the fourth wall? Necessary to answer this question. Can a movie where the central conceit is that it is real truly break the fourth wall? My mind is blown. Because <laughs> I'm in my head, I'm like, yeah, duh. But then you said that. And I went, well, now I don't know. <laughs> See, right now my answer is no. And we can get into why I think no. <laughs> I'm so mad. I can see it. Because it was such an easy answer. And then you were like, but actually? And I was like, <laughs> well, no, what happened is I was texting my partner and I was like, dude, it's fucking wild. And like, it breaks the fourth wall. And she's like, you know, a direct appeal <clears throat> to the audience. Yeah. And he's like, wow, I've never heard of something do that. And it was like, wait, is it breaking the fourth wall? Is and it then real? He- like, are we an audience if we're part of it? That's what I yeah. All right. All right. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm adjusted. So, I started off general. Mm-hmm. Uh, good old Wikipedia. Because I was, yes, general Wikipedia. <laughs> general Wikipedia. <laughs> I wanted a definition to start with so I could get narrow as I went. Yeah. And uh, basically what I found in, like, when you Google, what is the fourth wall? What is breaking the fourth what wall? It? Uh, it stems from theater. And it, it like, reawakened in mm-hmm. me all the theater kid stuff. Uh, which is why the next page is about the theater. Tear it down. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Conceal, don't feel, Conceal, don't, don't let feel. them know. Don't let them know. No. I'm not I'm a theater, theater girl. Kid. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, so for anyone that wasn't a theater kid, I'm about to share some harder knowledge. I know Fun. you know this already. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. No, okay, I don't. No. Push it down. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> So, in a traditional proscenium theater, there are two primary sections. Mm-hmm. I have to hiccup. There we are. I was so ready. <laughs> I was like, I, I feel have to it hiccup. growing. Okay. <laughs> I had to let it go. Incredible. So, in a traditional proscenium theater, there are two primary sections. Mm-hmm. The house and the stage. Mm-hmm. This is just like a very simplistic overview. The house is the audience where all the chairs are for your adoring viewers. The stage is where the actors perform. There can also be a backstage where actors are able to do shit without being seen by the audience. And in theory, they're also quiet back there. But after you've stage managed... In theory. For kids age 6 to 18... Oh, God. You know that's not usually the case. It's not true. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's called a proscenium stage because there's usually a proscenium arch, mm-hmm. which is, as one would expect, an arch that frames the stage. So there can definitely be stage beyond that called an apron. But the importance of the proscenium is that it provides a window into the action. From the actor and stage design perspective, it also allows for hiding of scenery or props, stage movement, especially if you have backstage, and it means that the actors can always face the audience, Mm -hmm. as long as they understand that they're supposed to be facing the audience. Kate's got opinions. Again, stage managed six-year-olds. They were great. I loved them. They were fun, honestly. I also stage managed for children, and I was like, I'd be in it with them. Yep. Nightmare. Oh, man. I will say, though, that the kids, like the actual youths, yeah. were so much better at the, if it's not yours, don't touch it, than yes. high schoolers. Yes. Because they all because, high schoolers. Yes. The little kids were always just like, okay, they're like too scared. Yeah. You know? They were also just so excited to be in a yeah. show that they were like, I don't want to ruin it. And half of them can't the high schoolers the like, anyway. Exactly. <laughs> and then the high schoolers are like, I'll touch anything. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And they're just like, ew. Wouldn't it be funny if I know it wouldn't be? like, it wouldn't be. It's actually not funny at all. It's actually not. No. God. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> 
So it's also important for projecting uh, and letting them see mm-hmm. your face, your expressions. Like the intent of having that is so that like you see the action from a set right. perspective. So there are also other types of theater stage layouts, like thrust stages or theater in the round. We're not especially concerned with those in the moment. We're not thinking about those. We're not. We're not. You can't. I'm not. <laughs> Wash it away. It's not there. Actually, let it go. <laughs> As we say at the school I work at, I don't receive that. I don't receive that. We're not talking about that. <laughs> I love that. It's my that. favorite. Whenever they say something I don't like, I just go... I don't receive that. <laughs> and I walk away. That's incredible. Yep. Learned that from one of our school counselors. Amazing. She's the best. <laughs> oh, perfection. Okay. So <laughs> we're not, we're not receiving. We're not receiving that. Theater in the round. Uh, so the proscenium itself is the vertical pane that exists within the arch. Mm-hmm. So even if the arch isn't physically there, the proscenium is essentially that like imaginary glass pane that separates the actors from the audience, the fiction from the reality. Mm-hmm. It, by nature, separates the audience from the action. So it is called a fourth wall because it's the last vertical wall containing the actors, the other three being the sides and the back. But what happens when they reach past or through that pain when they engage with the audience? That's breaking the fourth wall. Because the separation between the actors and the audience has been broken. So that is just the very basic origin of the term. Just the basic term. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's important to say that that is uh, breaking the fourth wall or just actually the fourth wall in general mm-hmm. is relatively modern. And I say relatively because like theater goes back fucking yeah, forever. Yeah. Like we've always theatered. <laughs> we've always theatered. <laughs> Who among us has not theatered? <laughs> as we discussed in the Black Phone, theater's old as shit. Uh, but in ancient Greek tragedy, addressing the audience directly was common. Shakespeare mm-hmm. did it all the fucking time in his mm-hmm. plays. So that intentional separation really hit its stride in the 1870s. Okay. With the population of realism in population. With the popularity of realism in theater. So it's like now like super common in children's theater and entertainment. Like, you know, clap your hands if you believe in fairies. Yeah. They really want you to tinkerbell that shit up. Um, (laughs) Dora the Explorer also does it. She's like, I need you, random child, to scold this fox with me. So that is breaking the fourth wall. Always creeped me out because she just stares at you Mm -hmm. with those eyes and she's like, Say blue. And you're like, what you know what? Blue? I feel like Dora the Explorer primed me for Willy's Wonderland. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah. yeah. She just, there's nothing wrong with her. She's just great and all, but it's just the mm-hmm. way that she like waits so long for you to mm-hmm. answer. And then when you don't, you feel like she's like, you gonna do it? And yeah. you're like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. And then, Sorry. Or you're slightly That's too a, old for Dora the Explorer and exactly. you're watching. You're like, I'm not going to say it. You're like, it. I'm not going to say it. And then she waits for so long. You're like, fine, I guess I'll say it. And then she right? interrupts you. Exactly. Because you waited too long. She's apparently. like, what's the word for blue? And you're like, I'm going to say it. And then you're like, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that's what I thought. And uh, then you're like, I'm so sorry, Dora. That's what I thought, motherfucker. And you're like, you're right. You're right. So, you know, I've got some trauma apparently with Dora. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. but I get it. I get Oof. it. So, going back to not Dora specifically. thank God. While it originated in stage plays, it's obviously gone beyond that. So, radio plays, television, cinema, all of those media can break the fourth wall. You don't even need a proscenium march these days. You don't need it. Uh, It's often used for comedic effect, like breaking the fourth wall, but it doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. So, we'll get into the examples and uses of it soon. Mm -hmm. So, at this moment, there isn't anything... So, uh, nothing inherently disqualifying incantation. But this is where I want to get a tighter definition of breaking the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take it to TV tropes, of course. Oh. I also just like random confession time. Back when I was in middle school, I like had these like friends where like we would joke about like typos and stuff all the time mm-hmm. because like all of us were on like Yahoo Instant Messenger and like chats and stuff. Yeah. And I, I like could not type definition and I put dishafinifin. 
And so every single time for the past decade plus, when I write definition, I say in my head, dishafinifin. Dishafinifin is so good. And I need you to know the strength that it has taken for me to say definition correctly all these years. We're doing a mural at school right now. <laughs> One of the kids was trying to write in remember. Oh no. It just says in member. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. And the other one was trying to say congratulations. Nope. And there's just a picture of her looking really sad in the background and it says congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I died. So now whenever I say congratulations in my head, I go congratulations. <laughs> and her just looking so sad. I love that. It's so good. So, <laughs> say it again. We're going to get a tiny dish of finifin. Dish of finifin. That's good. Thank you. Okay. Anyway, we can move past that. Yeah. I just had to get that off my chest. You know? <laughs> so, TV Trope's parameters mm-hmm. for breaking the fourth wall are, quote, characters directly acknowledge their existence as fictional and address the audience. Mm-hmm. So if the character is addressing the audience but not admitting to its own unreality, then is it really breaking the fourth wall? It's just like when you talked about the grudge and you were like, now we're going to talk about the universe and disappearing. And I was like, I just thought we were going to talk about demons. I really had a feeling that this was going to fuck you up. <laughs> I was so sure. I was like, she's going to talk about like religion and like, I don't know, holes maybe. And then you were like, what if? <laughs> it destroyed your whole world view. What if we question reality for a while? It's rude. But yeah, it's I mean, hard. that's me. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Ruin it. <laughs> this is a direct quote from TV Tropes. Mm-hmm. The fourth wall is the fact that in any work of fiction, the characters are unaware of the fact that they're fictional characters in a work, the audience observing them, and whatever medium conventions occur in between the two. Breaking the fourth wall is when a character acknowledges their fictionality by either indirectly or directly addressing the audience. And their definition is narrower than most because yeah. for them there are two necessary components. Mm-hmm. One, the character acknowledges their own fictionality. Two, the character acknowledges the audience or writer directly or indirectly. Okay. Because if they're like, oh, the writer fucked me over. Like, right. That's also breaking the fourth yeah, wall yeah. in a way. So the TV Tropes page like acknowledges like, hey, like we're a little bit more strict than most. But they are more narrow on point two, like about how it directly or indirectly yeah. acknowledges the audience. I'm actually more interested in point one. So on those merits, mm-hmm. strictly speaking, I don't think incantation breaks the fourth wall because none of the characters acknowledge they're fictional. They are saying that this is real. So like Blair Witch Project. Yeah. And um, what was it that tried to do that? Uh, fourth kind. <laughs> yeah. Very... So it's not like meta-awareness. It's not being like genre savvy. The intention of speaking to the audience from Lanon's perspective is to convince them that this is real and that they can have a tangible outcome. So do we need to separate writer's intent from character's intent? And like, as we saw, Fourth Kind, Blair Witch Project, they'll sometimes do a lot to really make you think it's a real piece of recovered footage. So like, where do we draw the line? Right. Heather as a character never acknowledges that she's in a film. Heather the actress obviously eventually does. But within the filmic universe, she is not acknowledging her own fictionality. Right. So I don't know if I'm being too finicky. So I wanted to compare it to examples. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so uh, like hold it up to other films or uh, shows to be like, are these the same? Mm-hmm. Uh, so TV Tropes has a sliding scale of fourth wall hardiness. <laughs> because of course they do. Of course. 
and it essentially shows the range of fourth wall strength. Okay. So all the way from this wall in budget, because we don't even know it's there, to what wall? We tore that down as soon as we moved in. <laughs> so the scale. I'll break down what each level would entail, but mm-hmm. first I want to say, like, where are the ticks on the yeah, scale? Yeah, yeah. So one, completely solid. Mm-hmm. Next, visible fourth wall. Gaps in the fourth wall. Semi-permeable fourth wall. Non-existent fourth wall. Beyond no fourth wall. Okay. So after that, there are mostly just, like, special cases where it's mostly, like, fake interactivity. And I might get into that later if we have time. Okay. It, it was kind of weird. Um, but, okay, so the first one, completely solid. Mm-hmm. Reality holds. There is no suggestion whatsoever that the characters acknowledge the audience or their own unreality. Right. At all. Got it. Yep. Visible fourth wall. The character speaks to the audience, but there's reasonable doubt that they're aware of the existence of the audience. They could be speaking their own thoughts out loud. Ah, I see. Or they make comments that are meta enough that we chuckle, but yeah. it's not actually acknowledging that they're right. like fictional. So like there's a montage and they say something like, that felt like it went by quickly. And it's not directly to the audience, but it's a nod of the existence of the fourth wall yeah. and a type of meta-awareness. Okay. That makes sense. Gaps in the fourth wall. There are segments where there is direct acknowledgement of the audience, but it's accepted as part of the structure. This is a fucking weird one. Uh, so <laughs> it's like a segment where they like open viewer mail or respond to submitted questions oh. or they give like an announcement or a lecture. So picture like um, the educational kids shows where oh, okay. they're like, we're going to open your mail. And like after like a skit or whatever the fuck, yeah. they're like, in case you didn't notice, it's bad to steal. And like they're talking oh, directly okay, to Okay, okay. <clears throat> Or they could also, like, have, like, a sign-off message as a cast, what have you. Mm-hmm. Or, like, sing the closing song. Right. So it's a direct break, but it's less tied to the plot, or it, like, operates outside of it. Right. Like, it's not part of the story. Yeah. But it's happening. Yes. During the same, like, show or whatever. Yes. Yeah, I see. Uh, and then semi-permeable fourth wall. One character or potentially narrator speaks directly to the audience, but in-universe, it's not accepted as them speaking to the audience. Okay. So Sally turns to the camera and makes a comment about how you should never split up in a haunted house. And Joseph's like, why are you talking to nobody? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of like Fleabag. We're going to get to Fleabag specifically. Oh, yeah. cool. Okay. The next one. Good. Um, Because other people acknowledge it and point out that like, what the fuck are you doing? There's no one there. Right. Like in basically in universe, they affirm that mm-hmm. like, there's no one there. Right. Uh, you can also see it in video games where mm-hmm. the character's guiding you through like a tutorial in world or yelling at you to do something. Right. Like, Let's go. It's been a while. <laughs> like, where they're just like, we have to catch up. Where you like left like, to get okay. snacks and they're like talking to right. you. It's like, they're Fine. just running. <laughs> yep. So, the last one non existent fourth wall is pretty expansive. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. The easiest example in this category is medium awareness. Okay. My fingers cracked when I did that. <laughs> I'm elderly. Uh, so, <laughs> Medium awareness is the case where a character is aware of their medium and existence within that structure, Mm -hmm. but it's not always sustained. Okay. So in Muppet Treasure Island, you have Rizzo say, he died, but this is supposed to be a kid's movie. And so that is like acknowledging this is a kid's movie and no one questions that. Right. They all just move on from it. Uh, In Fleabag, it's a case of the fourth wall observer where one person regularly mm-hmm. turns to the audience to comment on the goings on. Right. Uh, you could also put the fourth wall will not protect you in this general like spectrum range, like this right. part of the scale. And that's when the monster like leaps out at the screen at you. So like right. from the filmic universe to the audience member. Okay. The full on no fourth wall is when the characters are like, yeah, we're fake. What of it? Um, right. Where it's just like very clear and it tends to be used in like comedy or like yep. dark humor, like that sort of thing. 
So we're going to go to TV tropes for a helpful metric mm-hmm. in terms of like the breaking the fourth wall versus no fourth wall. Because I find that one kind of hard to right. like parse. So quote, a good way to test for whether it's merely breaking the fourth wall or if there's no fourth wall at all is to check how important the breaking of the fourth wall is to the premise. If the moments of breaking the fourth wall could have been removed without readily changing the premise of the series, it's likely breaking the fourth wall. If breaking is such an important part of the series that removing it would be, it would noticeably change the series, there's no fourth wall. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) it's important to come back to the fact, though, that even when the fourth wall has been completely obliterated, the characters are acknowledging their characters created by someone else existing in a piece of media. Mm -hmm. So going back to my main questions... Is it considered breaking the fourth wall if the conceit is that this is actual footage being recovered and viewed? Or is breaking the fourth wall reserved for moments and situations where the character in question is acknowledging or admitting that they're fictional and that the world is fictional? Yeah. So could this type of found footage film be said to break the fourth wall? If not, is it more or less like opening a window and saying, you're part of this too, get on stage, you don't have a choice. It's like the worst audience participation ever. (laughs) Like, no, no, no. So, like, this is less about how we engage with the fourth wall and more about, like, the technicalities. Right. But, like, there's a lot to be said on that front, too. Like, how does it position itself? Like, how can it have a following? How can it, like, engender more superstitions or draw upon, like, certain cultures? But to me, I wanted to be going back to the part of, like, is it even breaking the fourth? I just, like, sputtered because I had nothing. (laughs) I just, like, stalled out. Um, (laughs) Is it breaking the fourth wall at all? Because do we have to say that to break the fourth wall, they have to acknowledge fictional I guess, like, well, it's like the last one that you said, there is none, Mm -hmm. right? Because if she doesn't do it, then the whole movie changes. So that means there isn't one. So she can't break the fourth wall if it's not there. So I guess... See? I guess not. I... I, Ah! (laughs) This is basically me saying this is how I arrived at my current opinion I am willing to be like persuaded in another I direction. I'm fine with it because it's true. But the more I think about it, the more but I'm, I'm like, like, yeah, because like she's because in the universe she's not being like, look what I did. It's like this is me. I'm talking to you. Yeah, and this is real. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess she didn't break the fourth law. There just isn't one. Ew, that makes it creepier. I, I don't like it. And Ew. Then, like, I feel like there should be a representation of films that do that. Because, right, like there should be, but... Yeah, but it's like... super niche because it's usually just like found footage. Right, because who else... I mean, I don't know what other movie would work. Like documentary and mockumentary? Oh, yeah. But yeah. I think that those overlap with found... Like mockumentary right. and found footage overlap I in a lot so. of different ways. And then documentary is obviously nonfiction. Right? <laughs> so it's like... So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So I just, like, it's one of those things where I was like, I can't be the only person that that's thought of this. And I'm not, but I couldn't find an article. I was like, okay, so, like, found footage, fourth wall. And people are like, right. oh, this is, like, all these horror movies that have, like, broken the fourth wall and why more should do it. Or, like, these found footage movies break the fourth wall. And I was like, but what about a critical dissection of whether you can actually break the fourth wall in a found footage horror film? <laughs> so anyway. That's great. <laughs> that's in corner. in my mind. <laughs> You're welcome. Dang, that is good. It makes it spookier. I mean, I was already going to talk about the fact that it's, like, real. Yeah. Like, as in, like, she knows she's talking to you. And, like, at the end, you're like, why would you do this to me? Uh-huh. uh-huh. There was, like, I mean, <laughs> don't make fun of me. Okay? I would never. There's, like, a brief moment where movies like this, uh-huh. where they'll be like, don't look at this or else you're going to. Where I briefly go, should I just not watch this part? <laughs> she was, like, memorize this image. And I was like, should I? 
should I not try to memorize it? And she's like, okay, I'm going to blindfold myself and it's still not going to go well. I was like, maybe I don't look. And then I was like, it's a movie, right? It's a movie. And I had to genuinely be like, yeah, yeah, it's fake. Well, when I was Googling things, uh, I was trying to find the, like, in mem- like in remembrance of oh, or in memory of, of Black yeah. Nose. Black Nose, and yeah. I couldn't find anything about oh. that. Like, from what I found, no one knows what that was actually, like, referencing. So I think that it's probably just, like, a, like, nickname for someone in their life. Right. And it's not supposed to be, like, a Some, bigger thing. Right. It's like, it's be, like, just, very personal. Right. But in looking for that, I found... Uh, the search, like, query, uh, is it safe to watch Incantation? <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can't, right? Like, <laughs> like, I can do just it. wanted to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this movie. Yes. Um, it's so spooky. Um, I guess I'll spoil it now so that way we can talk about it. Yes. Just so everybody knows I'm going to spoil it. Um, it's kind of a spoiler, I guess. Yeah. So... In the movie, it's like if you see this object or if you hear about it, basically, and the more you know about this ritual, yeah. the more it can, like, curse you, basically. Yes. And so, like, it, within the thing, you're hearing the story of this woman who saw the, the tunnel and all this, and then you come to find out that she's purposely showing you all this stuff so that the more people who know about it, the less of the curse it'll have for her daughter. Yep. Fucked up. Yep. She does this whole thing where she's like, all right, well, I'm really sorry, everybody chant with me and she yep. like lies to you about what the chant means yep. and you're like okay mm-hmm. and then she's like hey i lied bye like yep. <laughs> and then yep. she yeah she starts off with like i need you to chant with me to hopefully save my daughter yeah. like i need the strength of the blessing like and more so people, like, oh the God, better yeah. and then at the end she's like i lied to you i want to dilute the power of the curse so that yeah. my daughter is fine right and it's like so now you're cursed basically uh-huh. and that's why a lot of people are like can i watch this yeah because <laughs> i was like am i fucking cursed at this point, I think we're pretty safe because, like, millions of people have watched yeah, it. Yeah, so we're like, okay. super dilute. I mean, I do have a cold, so, like, oh, wow. I think I oh. have it, but it's okay. It's pretty okay. diluted. Okay. Um, hopefully. It's attenuated. Yeah, I'm feeling okay. Yeah. Um, but it's so fucking good. Um, that aside, that part fucked me up in the end. Yeah. But just watching it in general, I think it's pretty rare to have a found footage film be this long, I feel like. It felt long because... At the point where, like, they were with the uh, Master and Madame Ching, I was uh-huh. like, how is there 30 minutes left? 30 minutes. <laughs> and at that point, you're like, what's going to happen? I was like, how um, could there be more? But it's such an interesting story to watch because, one, it's shot really well. Yeah. We already talked about it. It's got the descent factor. I'm all, I think it's really great. There's no lights that are, like, too unbelievable. When she's sitting in the dark and it's that like just the camera light on her, that's great. Yeah. That's so good because it's so believable. I'm like, she looks like she's in a dark room mm-hmm. and she's like, no light here. Um, yeah, it was great. I think the lighting was really natural. There was none that felt out of place. Kind of like we talked about with last week, like Event Horizon, mm. where it was supposed to look unnatural, except for the parts that were, it was just supposed to be jarring when you switched. Mm-hmm. This one just felt natural, like kind of the whole way through. And when it was too dark, I was like, yeah, it should be. You're in a fucking tunnel. Yeah. I get it. And when it was too dark, things would, like, make noise or, like, you would hear, like, the little feet run and you were like, I wish I could see. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it was on purpose. And so you everything, see the hands. You're like, maybe I don't oh, want to fuck see. that. I know. The hands came out and I went, Mm-mm. you can turn it off. Yeah. And then they do and you're like, thanks. Cool. They really had your back. Yep. <laughs> but it was like this double-edged sword where you're like, <laughs> glad you turned it off, but also now I'm terrified that I, I don't know what's coming. 
But at the same time, I don't want to see like it was this like. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it did that the whole time. It was just great. Same with like the security footage. It would cut between, like we already said, multiple cameras. So you would get these camera shots that were like very intentional. Then you would get these camera shots where it's clearly this camera is just picking up a static image. The little girl happened to walk into it. And for some reason, it's so much scarier because it's like Mm. she doesn't know that she's on film. They're not trying to capture this moment. It just happens to be captured. And it's like so much scarier Mm -hmm. because it's less intentional and more just happenstance. And it's like, Ew, (laughs) which means that somebody went through and got all that footage to be like, let me make this little movie for you. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many different sources. Exactly. And that means that like she put so much work into like curse us all because I assume it's the mom. I mean, you have to assume at that point, right, that she's like getting my little movie together. (laughs) And then like the final tape is the one, you know. And then, yeah, she shows what happened with her and she, yeah. Um, So it's beautifully shot, I think. I think the pacing is very good for how long it is. Yeah. Um, Because when I first heard about this movie, I went through a few TikTok videos to make sure I was watching the right one because I was worried that there were two. I was so worried. I mean, that's a valid fear. Because I texted you and I was like, we're watching Incantation, right? Like, (laughs) and I just got so confused. I was like, I really hope I'm watching the right one. So I watched this TikTok review to be like, this is it, right? And the guy was like, it's a found footage film. Everyone's saying it's the scariest film of the year, of the decade. Like, it's so scary. And at the end, I was waiting for him to be like, it's not that good. And at the end, he goes, yeah, it's pretty scary. Like, this guy's pretty, uh, like, whenever he talks about movies, he's pretty intense about it. Like, he'll be like, I'm going to tell you honestly, I don't think it's that good. Yeah. And at the end, he goes, the movie's a little long. And I went, oh, he's going to roast it. And then he just goes, it's fucking scary, though. He's like, I haven't slept in a month. (laughs) I was like, oh, shit. Because anytime a movie is over two hours, I run the risk of being very bored yes which we've talked about before with some where it's like i struggle sometimes it's good sometimes it keeps you like going and you're like this is fine but then other times it hits a big downward like i'm bored Uh one of my first notes was like this movie is long it's a slow burn is kate gonna like this i was so unsure if you were gonna like this movie or not Oh, no, I loved it. Okay, good. I thought, well, that, well, once it ended, I was like, I think Kate's going to love it. But I just wasn't sure at first because it was going so slow. Yeah. And I knew how long it was. So I was yeah. like, this could be go either way. But it goes in like sprints because it, you it have does. that, like, I call it her midnight escapade when Dodo is like doing all her weird yes. fucking scary shit. And oh. then like you have more buildup, you have more build yeah. like whatever. And then you have like another stretch of scary yes. shit. And I, I enjoyed that pacing because... The pacing was really great yeah. there's a lot of payoff when something is a true slow burn and mm-hmm. when like it goes from zero to a hundred over the course of two hours exactly and like it's you know it goes from like zero to 90 for most of it or no sorry i can do numbers i can do it you can, you can. i can run across the park i know um so it goes from like zero to 20 for most of it yes. and then it goes from like 20 to 100 suddenly yes those are super super satisfying when you get yes. to the end and then you watch it again because you're like picking up all that stuff but this was also like okay it's like relatively chill and then like what the fuck just happened i rewound it i had to like take it again it it went from like zero to Mm ten so you're like oh okay and then it would go like 10 to 30 and then all of a sudden it would go like 30 to 40 like Uh but it was so good because it didn't feel like i was really really scary really scary and then like now you're gonna sit for 20 30 minutes Uh while i explain what just happened like it didn't feel like that so it felt like they were constantly explaining what was happening through the videos but it was interesting the whole time. It also jumped back and forth in time yes. enough that 
I have a hard time staying engaged with things. Yes. <laughs> and when it starts to like build things piece by piece in a nonlinear fashion, it can go several ways for me. Yeah. I really liked it. It it can get sometimes when movies do that, I can get like a little confused. Yeah. But because this was one story and it was just showing you what happened in the past and what happened in the future. Yeah. So you weren't jumping around in a small cast. Yes. You weren't jumping around too much in time. Mm-mm. You didn't have to remember a lot of people. You just had to keep track of like this is what happened back then. This is what's happening now. Yep. What caused what? And it was yeah. more cause and effect than anything yeah. else, which is nice. So this movie was like simple, but so effective. Yeah. <laughs> so I see why all their money went to the the props because oh, God, like yeah. that felt like the most important part. Because I feel like if they had focused too much on, I don't know, like special lighting and this and that and the sets, like it would have been not as effective. Yeah. But having so much detail. Yeah. Because, like, when they were in that tunnel, I was fucking... Uh, I, my eyes were, like, glued to yeah. this thing. I was like, what the fuck? And um, the acting was so good. Yeah. The little girl. Dodo. Dodo. She was incredible. Holy crap. Oh, the very first scene, I was like, she's the cutest. She's so cute. Life. And when she's like, what was it? It was like, pineapple bunny, woof, woof, woof. I was like... Ah! <laughs> and when the doctor comes out and is like, oh, she said something. She like said, a, like, pineapple bunny. What does that mean? Yeah. And I was like, and, and then, then mom she just starts sobbing. And I was like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it was such a sweet story of like a mom who doesn't necessarily, didn't want to be a mom. Like, I mean, it starts off that way. Um, and she has this whole monologue about how she's like, I don't know when I loved you. I don't know what made me fall in love with you. And she tells this whole thing of like, when it was when you did this, maybe this, but it doesn't matter because now I do. Yeah. That got me mm-hmm. it got to that point where i went she could kill me it's fine yeah yeah <laughs> i loved her in the yeah every character was really really well done yeah even the ones you don't see much yeah i to me probably the weakest character was daddy um i think his name is ming <laughs> Uh, Man, and yeah. to me, just like, I still think he was a strong character. Right. Like, I'm, this is not saying like, oh, he was more of like a caricature than anything. He just, of all of the characters, he felt the least nuanced, but he still had so much depth yes. where it was like, he deflects the question about like, do you have any kids? Yeah. And then like, you slowly get over time. Like, he really loves Dodo, not to the extent where he would hurt her to benefit himself solely. Right. Because it's like, he could take Dodo and run. He but could. he was like, <laughs> Dodo loves her mom. Right. And so he was like, I love you and I prioritize your needs over my own. Yeah. And I thought, we'll get to it in my notes, but right. like, yeah. He felt like he was mostly there to drive the plot. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like he was, he was very cool. And they did try to like establish his love for Dodo pretty yeah. early on. But I get what you mean about him being the least. Because I was going to bring up Ming, too, where I was like, I love Ming. Ming yeah. is so cute. Oh, yeah. But he is there and gone yeah. so quick. Whereas the other ones, because of the time jumps and stuff, even though they are long dead, yeah. like the two guys in the beginning. Yeah. Juan and Dom. Juan and Dom. You see them throughout the whole movie, so it yeah. feels like they're there the whole time. Whereas Ming is like, whoop, whoop, gone. Yep. <laughs> like, kind of quick. Ephemeral. Ephemeral. <laughs> Effervescent. <laughs> Why did you do I'm this so to me? Oh, sorry. <laughs> my toilet's quinceanera. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to take a zip. Oh, God. Oh, you come um, to me on the day I'm so sleepy. <laughs> that's one of my favorites. That's my favorite one. Oh, God. I went to my coworkers and they asked me questions. You come to me on the day that I am so sleepy. 
You can't. I'm going to start saying that to all the kids. Yeah. <laughs> when they come up to me, I'm like, you can't. No. <laughs> um, but no, I get it with him and I still loved all of it. I'm trying to see if I wrote anything specific. Mm. But for the most part, I was just, I don't know. I thought the acting was super strong. And we talked about it before with found footage where I'm like, you got to focus more on the characters than anything else. Yeah. Or the setting and how you shoot it. Yeah. One of the two has to be taken into consideration. God, they got it all. Yeah, they did. I said, this movie's already creeped me out. Yeah. When they do this stuff in the beginning, when they're like, try to change this with your mind. Like, go left, go right. I really was. I was like, okay, I am. Uh-huh. I'm doing it. And from the very beginning, you, I felt like I was part of the movie. Yeah. And I was like, they got me. Yeah. <laughs> they fucking got me. I'm like that petulant prince. Like, you can't make me do anything I don't want to. And right. And I'm like, oh, shit, the ballerina spin in the other way. <laughs> I was like, mm. I don't think they can show the ballerina one, but I like have that in my brain. <laughs> I I remember the ballerina one, but yeah. that was one that I always struggled with. I can do the rest, but that one I was always yeah. like, fucking turn. Well, <laughs> he was just like, no. That one is like in my brain so much because when I'm dreaming, mm-hmm. I have that where I oh, just really? spin in circles and oh. I don't fall over. I'm like kind of like a weeble wobble. You're, but- you really are. <laughs> yeah. A weeble wobble. <laughs> but no, I'll just like. And also, in my nightmares sometimes, I can't run, but I can spin in circles. Oh, my so God. So I, I ambulate by spinning in circles to other I've had the one where I can't run and my legs get all, like, yeah. beat. I'm like, help. Yep. <laughs> I hate that shit. Um, I said the security footage is really scary. Duh. Mm-hmm. Um, it said it adds a level of unease and, very, like, realness to the movie. Um, Ming is so cute. Ming oh, was so cute. So cute. Um, and then I said this little girl, oh, my God, she's adorable. Um, I often, I love that she kept forgetting the camera. Yeah. Every now and then when she was like, I don't know, driving away with Dodo, she's so distracted. They're like, oh girl, your camera. (laughs) Dude, when she's picking up Dodo for the first time and they're like, they're like, (sighs) okay, like it's locked. Like, do you have the keys? She's like, of course I have the keys. And they're like, okay, well, they're find it. And she's just like, you can feel how much pressure she has on herself. And they're all watching her. She is. Oh, that part got me. There were so many people and like. And she's like, you no know one what, thinks I'm a fit mother. Yeah. And like, this is the first time seeing my daughter in six years. Like, You know oh what it's God. like to be watched by so many people that you forget how to do everything? Yep. And you know that you're competent, yep. but you can't show them in the moment. They got, they captured that so well. They and did. her forgetting the camera was so good. Because I'm like, this is so important to her. Yeah. The camera is so important to this story. And she just keeps like setting it down or not knowing. Oh, it's so good. Uh, I said, I love the order that things are being shown. I thought that was great. And then I said, oh no, what is she looking at? The ambiance in this is out of control. Good sound quality too. Believable, but not super quiet. <laughs> Same with lighting. <laughs> and then I wrote, the descent effect. <laughs> yes. Why is the little girl such a good actress? Yeah. I also at one point thought Dodo was going to die and I lost it. Oh. Early on, like before she got really, really sick, I thought Dodo was a goner. And I was like, they killed Dodo like so fast. And it's going to be like hereditary where you had no idea this yeah. girl was going to die. Mm. Uh, but she didn't. Yeah. At least we don't know. And then I don't remember what I wrote. Oh, Dodo starts doing her creepy stuff, and I said, "Oh, there she is." <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. And then I said, "This movie is. This movie's so gory." <laughs> um, yeah. Which is unusual. I feel like for found footage sometimes, unless it was kind of like when we saw. Uh, quarantine, mm. right? Was it quarantine? No, uh, wreck. wreck. Yeah, where it's like a zombie kind of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. With yeah. this, I was with supernatural. I just was not prepared. Yeah. Um, 
It was really bloody. Um, <laughs> in it, but it, but not in an unbelievable yeah. way. And it also primes you for that in the opening montage, yes. where it's like, oh, you're gonna see an X-ray of too many teeth. Like, yes, actually, yes. objectively, too many oh, teeth. That gave me vibes of the ring where they show you that video, yeah. and it's just nonsense, but also yeah. terrifying. That was great. The Ooh, teeth, because yes. then there's a part where the guy is like he's like spitting out teeth and he's going my mouth feels so itchy he's like my teeth are itchy and there's just so many teeth Mm -hmm. so they really do a good job of being like here's some flashes of nightmares Uh just be ready yeah and i wasn't um (laughs) i wasn't still way more holes than you think there will be that end (laughs) i (laughs) i have notes about it i don't i'm not scared of like the whole the whole Mm -hmm. thing this is a sound gross, and you're going to be like, Nikki, you need to go get help. And no, that's fine. Okay. There's a part where it shows her arm, and she absolutely has the worms, right? I was looking at it, and the whole time I kept going, show the worms coming out. Uh, and I wanted nope. to see the worms, because I just thought it'd be cool. I was thinking um, of the hungry caterpillar thing, where it's like, did you ever have the, like, uh, toy that goes yeah, with yeah. it? Where, like, you kind of, like, weave uh-huh. the hungry caterpillar through the holes, and I was like, yeah i was like come on out and like no worms would ever come out of her arm and i was like come out um so i'm just a freak but i really wanted to see those arm worms um i think it'd be less unnerving to me if there were arm worms because they're holes without a purpose that but that yeah because you can they did such a good job with sound because it was like it felt like juicy foley Mm -hmm. but it felt also like scratchy yeah kind of scratchy and like the sound quality was like kind of not perfect but and also sometimes it would, when it was gooey and they were hitting their head, sometimes you would hear like that gooey noise and you'd be like, oh, it's so unbelievable. But then you'd be like, isn't it? Like yeah. it had you questioning whether or not yeah. this would be accurate. And, but at uh, the same time, I didn't care. <laughs> and then it has the time where like something has hit the mic and mm-hmm. it picks up nothing for a while. And yes. I was like, I love that shit. That was so good. They had great moments of silence. They knew when to just, knew when to hold them, knew when to fold them. Yeah. Um, but I did like how they didn't show the worms on her arms, mm, even yeah. though I was desperate for it. You wanted the worms, I get it. Because, yeah, I, did, I want the worm. I crave the worm. You crave the worm. Um, but you can hear the wriggling. Like, mm-hmm. you can hear the, like, like, underneath. You know that there's something there, and it's kind of vaguely moving. And, obviously, they've shown you these worms throughout the entire yeah. movie. And I'm like, come on. And yeah. I kept being like, come on. But that's even better because then you're like, I know they're there. Come on, where me? Come on, where me? <laughs> Come on, where me? <laughs> I was rooting for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I mean, that's all I know. It's I thought the acting really oh. made it. I think the acting, the sound, lights, everything came together yeah. so fucking well. Yeah. Um, people weren't kidding when they said to watch this movie. Usually, when a lot of people tell you a movie is great, yeah. you go into being like, hm, I'll be the judge of that. Yep. And I did because <laughs> yeah. I was like can't be that scary uh-huh. and then immediately just like of my horizon i went this is gonna fuck me up like i could tell uh-huh. <laughs> and it did yeah so those are my notes i mean <sighs> every time you talk though i remember something and i go oh yeah <laughs> so we'll see uh so my notes i have very few that are like <laughs> i i texted you this and i was like i have a lot of thoughts very few yeah. coherent and it's mostly like <laughs> I'm gonna joke about this. <laughs> I stopped writing stuff down because I was like, I can't, I can't. No. I have like one note that's about like a society thing that yeah. I, I want to talk about. Maybe not, but my first note that I will share with you today is I'm I'm happy to know that penis carvings are a universal language. <laughs> I fucking lost it, and I love when they're like at the very end they're they're being like, this is the same place, yeah. and then it shows the penis. I know what I called that. We're here. What dick everlasting. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, 
like we're in the right place. Yep. Because <laughs> they could have just shown the Ghostbusters were here and I would have been like, yep, there yep. they are. <laughs> but they were like, they could have gone anywhere. That's the same dick. <laughs> yep, that is the same dick. I wouldn't. I'd know that dick that anywhere. Dick. <laughs> oh, it's been a while since we've know, clocked a dick. It's been a while. Been a while. <laughs> Weight clock, that's a good... Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, so, this is the moment when Dodo has... Um, she takes the camera up. Like, the mom is looking at apartments or house yeah. or whatever. Dodo takes the camera and her bunny, mm. and she sets the camera down. The bunny's in a different spot. And she's like, where is it? Down there? And you see her, and you're like, you don't know how far she's jumping. You don't know if you're about to find a mangled body. That's when I thought she was dead. Yep. I was, I was like, like, there's she's no dead. way. I was like, it's going to have to be like one of those things like mama runs up right. the last second. No. You hear like a thunk and then for a while you just like hear a dog barking in the distance. I was like, she's dead. But then she comes up and it's like, what do you have? A knife. A knife. No. <laughs> she comes up and she's like, oh, a knife for me. Yep. <laughs> no. My next note is, Yuan, he's having a hard time. He's gone in the tunnel that he should not be in the forbidden tunnel. The forbidden tunnel. And he keeps yelling, don't ask. Oh, that part fucked me up. And one of the times he did it was, don't ask pants to goat. <laughs> that was incredible. Don't ask. <laughs> goat. Was like, don't ask that goat. Don't ask it. And then this is when Ming is like, um, I had to, like, I wanted to know what it was like to be a dad. And I yeah. wanted to actually, like, act that out. And it was like, if there's anything that defines the dad experience, it is running headlong into supernatural circumstances after solid lo- solidly denying their existence. <laughs> that is the soul-defining horror dad. <laughs> All dads have to go through it. Yeah. You it's a right passage. You just, you pick up that camera. You grab the ghost by the horns, you know? You, you do. Just, you grab the ghost by the worms. You grab the ghost by the worm. Come on, wormy. <laughs> Come on, wormy. That's one of our new yeah. best hits. That's yeah. really good. Damn. Uh, my next note, I don't think she's supposed to be turning into a human beehive. Tell me that wasn't a beehive on her arm. Like it did look like a beehive. I was like, Ugh. Ugh. Uh, and then I had uh, mirrors and horror because oh, that one was my good too because they were just kind of like everywhere, but randomly. And you're trying to figure out like what the intention of it is. And then she breaks them in the end, and you're like, so we don't want them. Like, what's the deal here? I kind of never figured out the mirrors. I never figured out the mirrors, but I know I want to. My only theory on the mirrors, sorry, I don't know if you had more, sorry. My no. theory on the mirrors was, like, a way to not look at the Mother Buddha oh. to potentially, like, a Medusa situation. Yeah. Where it's like, look in the mirror, it'll show you that corner, you know that you are safe, you can go, now look in the mirror that way, you can go that oh, way. Oh, fuck yeah, okay. For anyone going in to be like, yeah. I'm coming in, I don't want to look, like. Be like, you should be at the third altar, but in the event you're at the first or right. second, I'm ready with the mirror. <laughs> like, it was their way to be like, don't, don't look at mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so that, that was decent? my only guess, is I was like, in case Mother Buddha's scampering around, yeah. you know? Yeah, so. as she does. She does, yeah. she does. I think, yep, that's, yeah. okay, yeah. Only, only theory. Yeah. Um, so Dom yells, what's my name? Yuan is like, let me say all of it. And then Dom starts trying to shovel hair. <laughs> like oh, one would shovel ash. Shovel ash. <laughs> now they're shoveling hair. Yep. He was shoveling hair. I was like, just like. It was like. <laughs> it was like he was trying to bypass his mouth and go straight for the throat. It was Cookie Monster style. It was. It was just in, 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 in. 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 Yeah. 
It's it like was, there are only five hanks of hair. Like, you're going to run out of hair. You don't have to eat it quickly. It was like watching when people pull handkerchiefs out of their mouth, but like in reverse. In reverse. Ew. And it was a lot of hair. Yeah. Um, and then a fucking hole of holes, because that oh is the mother's face God. in the end. It's a hole filled with more holes. Um, and then my only note that was actually like, you know, about like themes Something. and shit <laughs> yeah. was that, um, so like in psych, in undergrad, we mm-hmm. talked a lot about collectivist versus individualistic societies, mm-hmm. and the U.S. is very individualist. Yeah. It's all about, like, bootstraps, like, you know, it's about the good of the one, like, fuck your neighbor, like, whatever, or fuck your neighbor if you fuck want, your neighbor. but fuck your neighbor. <laughs> but it's more about, like, how the individual can excel, yeah. but in collectivist countries, it's more about, like, how can we all as a society prosper, and right. it's like, how do you support your community, yes. how do you reflect the values of your community, that sort of thing, and... That study, like that, my last time studying it was a decade ago. Yeah. And potentially, <laughs> it's much more nuanced than I was taught. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was very interesting that we have two, like, classic films coming out of, like, Asia, where it's, like, a person that has a struggle and it's, like, impacting directly their family mm-hmm. and their outcome or, like, their way out. Is to it's, target broader yeah. or to target another. the ring, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, in the ring, it's, like, a one-to-one where it's, right. like, you need to, like, pass it, basically. Yes, to one person. Right. And, like, once they pass it, whatever. So mm-hmm. it's more like it follows in that respect. But for this one, it's, like, I found it especially compelling because it's not the U.S. where we're just, like, yeah, fuck everyone. Right. You know? And so it feels like it's all the more mm-hmm. a taboo to spread that. Yeah. So that's me. I like. I don't know a lot about that culture, right. but I know that we were taught like that individualist versus collectivist society. Very interesting, yeah. Because yeah. it, oh, it's so extra harmful to be like, sorry, yeah, I fuck up a lot of people right now. Yep. Oh, I think that's such a cool idea for a movie, though, to to like involve everybody and yeah. I hate it. <laughs> I, hate it. Uh, I can't believe I had to look it up and be like, okay. <laughs> I didn't actually have to, but I thought about it. I thought about it, yeah. Fuck. Those are my notes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of notes because it was just one of those ones that I watched and didn't want to look away. Yeah. Um, I already want to watch it again. Yep. Just like Event Horizon. I loved it and I want to mm. watch it again. And I, like, <sighs> it's so sad. Not sad because I love her. Um, yeah. But it's uh, it's hard having... A partner who does not like horror at all. Yep. Because I want to show her this so bad. I'm like, oh, it's so good. It's so scary. And she goes, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> and I'm like, ah! And she, like, mm. I told her, I was like, it's really good. It's really gory. Yeah. And she's like, I'll never watch it. Yep. But she reads the Wikipedia for like every movie. Yeah. But I'm like, it's not the same. I want yeah. you to see it. <laughs> yeah. It's about the descent lighting, you know? I know. Yep. So I'm like, oh, I can't. So I don't, like, I share it with you. you yeah. Might. I'm sorry that yeah. we have this burden together. We do. Because I can't show her. <laughs> she I won't let it. me. <laughs> let us carry the worm burden together. We have this worm burden and yeah. it's ours. And it's ours. <laughs> the podcast baby is a worm the burden. The podcast baby is a worm burden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Oh, can you tell it's been two weeks? <laughs> two weeks. And it's been a lot. It's also the last week of school for where I'm working. Oh and so, like, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I, is it time for Scariest Moment? Yeah, it is. Because I have mine. I have mine, too. Okay, you go first. You go, I think I went first last time. It's Dodo's Midnight Escapade. And yes. it's uh, 
so all of it was very scary. Mm-hmm. But then the moment where she just like, ah, like just lets Ugh. out a shriek and the door slams shut. That's so good. That's the one for me. Oh, that one really, really scared me. Um, mine was between two. I'll say the runner up first. Mm-hmm. The runner up was when, I can't remember who's filming, but it's when Dodo is like walking around, I think maybe a church or something. And she walks into like a dark corner and you see that hand come out and like yeah. touch her face and they play it back. And that's so rare. I feel like in yeah. a, a movie to immediately catch something, but they went, what the fuck? And they like saw put it, it again, back, put it in grayscale. <gasps> so that yeah. was really cool. I loved when they would change how things were shot to be like, see it even more. I felt mm-hmm. like I was watching one of those ghost <laughs> like videos, but that one was good. It was really close. I was like, dang, that's the one. And then um, the very end with the Mother Buddha's face fucked me up so bad. Yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to see it so bad. When he looks at it, and then he's fucked up bad. Uh, was it not Dom? Is it um, Dom? No. So I don't know <laughs> if either of them directly look at it. He, I don't he lifts it and looks. So Dom's it's the not, one that, like, smashes his face. And then Juan's the one that, Juan is the so one that ask. gets out. Yeah. Okay, so it's Juan then. Okay. He lifts it. He looks at it, mm-hmm. and then he starts freaking out, and that's when the hands come out. Okay, yeah. So he looks at the face, and I remember seeing that and being like, dang, I kind of want to see that face. I bet it's wild. I thought it was just going to be a statue, yeah. and it would fuck him up. So yeah. I was like, oh, that's crazy. So then when she lifts it, I was expecting, like, just a scary face. And then it's that gaping hole, which just holes, and it's, like, in the sound. Immediately, it's so quiet in the cave, and she lifts it, and all of a sudden it's the wall. <laughs> I was not expecting a whole me a holes. bad Kate. I straight up was like, no. And I like, uh-huh. I wasn't ready. I just, I, I pushed myself back from my yes. laptop. I was like, excuse me? And the music was incredible yeah. in this because it did the like, they would chant and it would like, so deep, that deep sound mm-hmm. and, ooh. But it also had real music. Like, that's also unusual, I feel yeah. like. But it didn't uh, deter me from loving this. That's my scariest moment. I, the face. Scariest the moment. face of Mother Buddha really fucked me up. Oh, God, yeah. Bad. <laughs> yeah. That's why, like, that moment was like, I have to put that in the content warnings. Like, yeah. I, yep, yep, yep. I have when to put At first, holes. when you put it, I was like, yeah, her arm looked pretty bad. And then they showed the face, and I went, I see why you put it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I get uh-huh. it now. I think it was like that, and then people having holes in their arms, yeah. where it looked like the lotus, like, thing. It is really, people like, really don't like. No. Yeah. No, they really don't. Yeah. More common than I thought. Yeah. I've had a lot of people be like, I don't like that. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. So. I've had folks, like, not directly, but I read online that people were like, the Black Panther, where he has the raised oh, bumps. Yeah. That people are also, like, not a huge fan of not. I heard people <laughs> weren't a fan of that. Yeah. People did not enjoy that. No. Fair enough. Yeah. Doesn't bother me. I no. crave those worms. You crave the worms. Crave the worms. Okay. Tropes. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so... There were shockingly few on TV tropes. Really? And so I took it upon myself to hunt them down, <laughs> uh, but I wanted to actually focus more on a few of them. Okay. But broadly, we have like children are innocent. Right. Also creepy child. Uh, yeah. Cruel and unusual death. Several. Many. Uh, curse. Yes. Curse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Found footage. Yeah. Uh, the fourth wall will not protect you. Potentially. Potentially. Because I don't know. Don't know if there is a fourth wall. I don't know if there is one. Haunted heroine. Okay. Uh, Imperfect ritual. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. More teeth than the Osmond family. (laughs) One word title. (laughs) Very loosely based on a true story. Very loosely. Would hurt a child. So those are like the just like, throw them out. Would hurt a child always makes me laugh. Cracks me the fuck up. I would. (laughs) 
happy I turned a child. So <clears throat> I found myself like fixating on uh, when she's trying to get the curse removed by Master and Madame Ching. Yeah. And they're like, she can't eat for seven days. That's very important. Do you think she's like seven days? Like she's a child, like whatever. And it's like, if you don't think that you can make her not eat for seven days, then don't even fuck with us because we're putting our lives on the line right now. And to me, that was just like ultimately setting up like, okay, well, obviously she's going to feed the child. I don't know how it will occur. I don't know if it'll be like, oh, I forgot and gave her pears. Right. Or if it'll be like, I I can't can't do this anymore. Like, Yeah. So I was trying to figure out what that trope would be. Right. Because as I mentioned, like there were like maybe like a dozen tropes Mm -hmm. listed and half of them I was like, I don't know if this is actually good. Like I'm not sure. And so I went down kind of a rabbit hole Mm -hmm. as I am wont to do. And I found like a super trope for it, but then I couldn't actually really find like a more specific one. So we'll start with inevitably broken rule. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, directly quoting from TV tropes. The It's another expression of the same principle that guides the trope like Chekhov's gun and the law of conservation of detail. Mm-hmm. Everything mentioned in a story must have some kind of purpose. The existence of an important rule in a story necessitates that someone will eventually break it or come close to doing so. If no one ever breaks this rule or has to worry about breaking it, then the rule has no payoff and therefore no purpose. Yeah. A story element with no payoff, unless it's deliberately being used to distract or redirect the audience, is a waste of time for both the author and audience. In keeping with this principle, the inevitably broken rule trope describes any narratively significant rule that exists only for a character to eventually break it and whose breaking affects the progress of the story or a character's arc in some meaningful fashion. Yeah. The inevitably broken rule is very versatile. As it, doesn't ha- as it doesn't place very many limits on how it can be represented in the story or presented in the story. Right. The rule itself can be all-important, such as, if the balance is tampered with, thousands may die. It can be mundane, as in, you'll be expelled if you get caught fighting again. Right. Or it can be downright silly, such as, always dance a jig to the j- jiggly jungle or you'll be sorry. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, the rule may be broken by any character, the protagonist, the antagonist, or even an incidental character. Yeah. It may be broken deliberately or accidentally with good intent or ill, through action or failure to act. For the purpose of this trope, the specifics of the rule and its breaking aren't terribly important. The important part is the rule is broken, Mm -hmm. and its breaking carries consequences that meaningfully affect the plot or characters in some way. Right. Thank you, tvtropes.org. That was all a quote. So it's like, it's so minor to have Mm -hmm. one bite of pineapple. Right. But the thing is that, like, she was supposed to have no food. Right. And that was broken and you couldn't reverse it because when she like forced her to vom up the pineapple, mm-hmm. which second of my scariest moments. I know. I'm I, sorry. I don't do well with vom. <laughs> I know. Um, but, uh, you also see the leaf and the worm. Like, the things that were put in there and then like, mm-hmm. okay, nothing else but this worm. Like, And then she's like, well, there's the worm. <laughs> yep. And then when you eventually go back to the temple, you see blood and a leaf and a worm and you realize... Ah, uh, yes, they put themselves on the line. She ate. This. These are the consequences. That's such a wild thing to ask of somebody. Yeah. To be like, if you do this, I'll die. Okay, bye. Like, I would be like, you're staying here, and I'm going to watch you the entire night and make sure you don't beat her. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm just thinking about, like, when I was in middle school, I had to do, like, fasting tests for something. Uh-huh. And it, I remember it was, like, I was supposed to fast for, like, 12 hours. Yeah. And it was like an hour before the test. And I was like, oh, I'm hungry. And I was like, oh, I'll cut you up some pear. And uh, then like, I'm halfway through like half the pear. I was like, ma, I'm, I'm not supposed to eat. And she's like, oh, 
shit. Right. And we were both like, ah, fuck. This is a problem. So we like called and we're like, oh, it's fine. It's half a pair. Oh, but it was like good. one of those things where we're both like, it was 12 hours. I slept for half of that. Like, like I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Just forgotten. Eat half a pair. Oh God. Yeah. Um, so then I was trying to figure out like, can you get more granular with it? Can you basically say like, there's a ritual and like the breaking of such has like cosmic consequences. Right. But what I ended up finding were kind of like four different ways uh-huh. that a rule can be presented and then what the outcome would be. Yeah. So one is schmuck bait. And that one I don't think fits because it's mm-hmm. basically like, this is a trap. Like, right. Like we we're know purposely that- trying yes. to. And they weren't set up to fail. Right. They were just given a difficult thing and then right. they failed. Uh, forbidden fruit. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. That one tends to be presented as a temptation. Right. And it wasn't a temptation. No. Upsetting the balance. So this one and the next one are more about the outcome. Okay. So you don't actually know the specifics of the like uh, ritual or whatever it was. But somehow the eating of the fruit upset the balance. Yeah. Potentially. Right. But it's... Like, we don't know enough about the intent of this to say, like, okay, like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then the one that I just, I know is is right, because, you know, it tends to be, is Hara hates a rule breaker. <laughs> you break yeah, the rules, you get punished. Rules. Like, <laughs> that's what we talked about, the classic slasher formula, where yeah. it's like, if you have sex, then you must be punished, because obviously in society, folks that are born with uteruses cannot control their own bodies. They just can't be trusted with that shit. Gotta die. Yeah, you have to die. You gotta. If you're a virgin, you can live. You yeah. have to yeah. witness horrific death. But you get to live. But you get to live. Yeah. So. So that was my, like, deep dive into inevitably broken rule. So cool. I like Thanks. that one. Yeah. I yeah, because it reminds me of, um, like, the pool rule, where it's like, yes! if there's a pool, someone's getting in. Like, yep. Love, <laughs> obviously detail rule of pool. Right. And it's the same thing with, like, as soon as they said she can't eat, I was like, well, she's either going to die because she didn't eat. Yeah. Or she's going to eat. Yeah. I was like, one of the two things is going to happen. Yeah. So I was waiting. And then as soon as she bought that pineapple, I went, em, we're fucked. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. So those were all my tropes. <gasps> that was true? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I wanted to end with the long one. Sorry. I That's a good one. I was like looking at something in my notes and it's like, I need to press enter. And then I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Does that mean it's time to choose a rating scale? Yes. <laughs> my only something was come on wormy come on wormy um i had dick everlasting oh. <laughs> goat pans don't asks don't asks and I, worm burdens worm burdens was good yeah personally i'm i'm, I'm going with dick everlasting <laughs> dick everlasting really fucking killed me <laughs> is it Dicks everlasting or dick everlasting? The dick everlasting. It's one dick. It's a singular it's dick. everlasting. Yeah. That dick will be there forever. How many dick everlasting do you give it? dick everlasting? <laughs> um, I know mine. I know mine. All right. Yeah. Three, two, one. <laughs> it's yeah! a vibe! Perfect yeah! five dick everlasting! That's <laughs> <laughs> so many dicks! For all of time. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, yeah, I just love this movie. That's yeah. it. I just thought it was so good. I don't really have much to say other than yeah. we didn't already say it's just fucking scary <laughs> yeah i i was afraid that after like dodo's midnight like rampage right slash, like, creepy child nonsense i was afraid that it was like 
you know, it shot its load too early. Like I was afraid that it just wouldn't be I did too. scary. But then it was like, no, we have more for you. Yeah. And it's going to be different and it's going to be very scary. That was the thing I think too, is that it's not the same scare over and over again. Cause she does her little escapade, but then she never really does it again. And like Mm-mm. new things just kept happening. Yeah. And then it did such a good job of giving you bits and pieces of the tunnel mm-hmm. and being like, we'll get back to that. I'd be like, get back to it now. <laughs> they did a really, really Ugh. good job with pacing. Yeah. I feel like we don't talk about pacing enough in movies yeah. and how good it is because usually we get ones where we're like, I didn't like that. Yeah. This one had such good pacing. Yeah. This is going to become like the descent factor. Oh. But for like pacing, pacing where I'm yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. it was paced so good. Yeah. <laughs> this will yeah. be my like, you know, gold standard for use of holes. Honestly. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never seen second a hole better. Holes, but <laughs> second only to I holes. have no nostalgia for, for the, the movie, movie holes. holes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, I said that too much. <laughs> I can always tell when we really, really, really like a movie yeah. too, because the episode is shorter. Yes. You can just tell. Yeah. If, or we hated it. Because yeah. it's either like, we don't have anything to talk about because this fucking sucked. Yeah. Or we're like, what do, you, what do you want from me? It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. Nothing to say. I was too engrossed to take notes. <laughs> the long ones are when it's like one of us loved it and the yep. other hated, and yep. we're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. That's- so Same. that's a perfect Ted Dick Everlasting. That's a perfect Ted yeah. Dick Everlasting. Oh yeah, well, it's a fucking good movie. I'd I say, say. <laughs> it's so good. I think just like truly, content wise, if you don't like holes, you won't like. This. Yeah, no, genuinely, if you have that phobia, yeah, I'm sorry, this is not the movie for no, you. No, <laughs> it's not something where I can give you like, okay, timestamp, blah blah blah. It's just like it's gonna be a lot. It's a lot. So like, they give you the timestamps, but. It's a lot of them. It's a lot of them. Yeah. So. But no, I broadly, I think that like it's worth the hype because yes. anytime a movie's like super hyped, you mentioned it, like we're yeah. like, I'll be the judge. Right. But it, it was well paced. It was well lit. I loved the way that it jumped between time without being burdensome. Yes. And the way that it switched from like the type of camera. So you yeah. still had it be found footage. And it, like most of the time it was well justified yes. because like that's, the thing you need a justification for why the camera's there so like dodo just kind of taking the camera setting it down right. it's like that might be the weakest but kids are weird but they kids are weird shit and also she's fucking like possessed yeah. like she's yeah. following a ghost so i'm like yeah. sure yeah. um yeah it's just great and i don't know yeah and footage is so good when they're actually finding different kinds of footage yeah. too like that's just so good <laughs> so if you were gonna put together like a movie night for found footage i think i would do this uh-huh. wreck and hell house Okay, I think I would do this Blair Witch. Yeah, and I think Wreck. Yeah, yeah, because I love like, Hell House. I do, yeah. but Wreck was Wreck was really great. I think yeah. for found footage. Yeah, because that's where we talked about the diegetic sound. I think maybe we talked or about no, diegetic sound in Hell House. We talked about the camera being a character with Wreck. Yeah, and I loved that. Yeah, because that felt oh, so good. So yeah. I think those three, because it's got three things I really love: Blair yeah. Witch being like. It's just, Witch. Yeah. it's just great. And then you've got this where it's like the pacing's amazing and then you have Wreck where it's like, mm. I really felt like I was there. Yeah. Good shit. And now we have access to the Finally. <laughs> like actual original we language version. It soon. Yes. Yeah. Because that was the only thing we talked about where we were like, it kind of takes you out of it a little bit because yeah. you can tell that that's not how they're saying it. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be yeah. nice to watch. Ugh. Yeah. That wraps up our discussion of incantation. Incantation. <laughs> incantation. 
If you enjoyed your time with us, we would really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps other folks find us, and we just love reading what you have to say. We genuinely do. Please. We do. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Jill's Cool With It, and every week we'll post the movie for the week, usually on Wednesdays, sometimes on Thursdays. I know. I was like, last night, I was like, I'm going to make it tonight, and then I... It's coming, guys. It's coming. <laughs> By the time you're listening to us, it's there. It's going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> you can check out our extended show notes eventually on our website. I, I'm still... It, it's hard. I'm not good at website design. Right. And trying to you organize so all good, of it. so good, though. Things. So eventually, all the extended show notes will be available. Right now, the first half okay. of the extended show notes are available. Uh, on the website, justgoalwithitpod.com. You could even take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash goalwithit. I think I skipped a word. Patreon.com slash justgoalwithit. There it is. <laughs> I didn't just. We just ghouled with we it. We just ghouled with it. Yeah. Uh, and the Patreon, we have incredible patrons. We, we do. do a simul watch every month. What did we do last time? Uh, we watched Lights Out. Yeah, we was, did. Whoa, a rough one. The lights were out. The lights were out. Yeah. And the lights were on. So that's some, too sometimes much. Sometimes the lights were on. We also played Nancy Drew. And yeah. I'm not going to lie, that was one of my most favorite streams. I cannot wait to play Nancy Drew again. Yeah, that was pretty fun. <laughs> there was a jump scare that got me in the first five minutes. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, that's great. So if you yeah. want to join the Patreon, we do horror streams. Yep. And yeah, I'm the, working on getting those on YouTube. This yeah. summer I have some time. So I'm nice. finally trying to get those up there. So if you join late, eventually you'll have all the old ones. Oh, yeah. So. And uh, they also get to choose one of our movies for the month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so those so. patrons that we would like to thank. Kim, Kelly, Nihar, Will, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenny, Janice, Brian, Jess, Ada, Dalton, and Andrew. Woo! Oh, they're incredible. We love them. We love them so much. The intro and outro music was created by Anthony Roxella. The cover is by our very own Nikki Solomon. <laughs> what if I just like lifted up my head and I went, I'm just, just made a hole. <laughs> it's my I worm bird to carry. <laughs> Let's give him one good come on wormy for the end. Come, come on wormy. <laughs> come on wormy. We don't have any other words for it.